It wouldn't be a Thursday space on Solana Made Easy if there wasn't an issue with Twitter, of course. Sadly, I got rugged about 15 minutes before the episode ended. We were diving into alpha, a bunch of conversations around pre-mints, and overall, the space in general with this pre-mint alpha, if it's even valuable, where there's a lack of transparency, sadly, and how the market's starting to shift. Seems like there's some mint fatigue. Seems like there's some user fatigue. A lot of people kind of just getting tired at the moment of the same thing every day. And really, a lot of the space was around what the catalyst could be next, some upcoming plays we were talking about and excited for, some things with pre-mint and where some issues were with Sharkify's mint, and a lot of other topics. If you want to tune into the show live Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, but let's get into the episode. What is going on, Solana ecosystem? We're back again to wrap up the week with another episode of Solana Made Easy, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. As always, thanks for rocking with us, giving you all that sweet Sweet Solana Alpha. Seems like we had a couple mints today that popped off. A few of them that may have been duds. Also looks like we are diving into a situation where prepays are proving to be less fruitful. I'm not mad about it, except I did get my bags kind of burned on the Anthros airdrop. It happens. I'm never participating in another one of these damn things again. I'm over them. I hope they die an ugly death. I'm tired of prepays. I hope we don't spend the entirety of today's show on that, but we probably will. Other than that, though, man, Solana's still sitting pretty. Almost broke 36. Seems like a light rejection back down in that range. 85,000 Solana volume on the 24-hour charts. Not the worst, not the best. Hoping we can regain that 100K mark. But there's surely a lot going on. Seems like we saw a little bit of price action around some lower supply mints with some overnight tweets that pumped them. We had patches and flaskies minting today. Excited to hear everyone's thoughts on what's been going on in the market. The deep, oh. are you here? Easy. I am always here with you. Don't you worry. Manny and Frisk can rug like my favorite influencers, <laughs> but I will not rug you. Um, yeah, Easy. It seems like uh, my favorite influencers are pumping and dumping yet again. Uh, there might be some projects which might also be participating in pumps and dumps. Um yeah, but with everything being said, hey, easy, how's it going? Life is good, my friend. I can't complain. Still actively trading. Got to play big time today, a polygon game that I was insanely impressed with the actual playability of it. Things are going well, man. We got Vegas next week. I uh, can't complain too much. Other than that, though, you know, Deep, how have you been, my friend? You're back to the Jelly Rascal, away from the cat. I'm curious what's going through your mind. We just got an announcement today from the Jellies talking about the free spins. I know that it's already some existing news, but I'm curious how you're feeling about the market. Uh, yeah, I mean, about the overall market, I have, uh, you know, converted most of my liquidity uh, to fiat like the past in the past few days. So I, I, I was, you know, like sure that uh, we may be going into a downtrend uh, because Solana and the overall crypto market might see a rally you know with the midterm elections and everything coming so and you know like i also mentioned about my favorite influencer sucking the liquidities dry from the solana ecosystem so uh the signs were uh you know showing up the momentum was sort of slowing down so i i converted most of my extra uh money into into fiat and and about jerry rascals dude i am i'm like I love the project. Honestly, like, uh, I'm very attached to, to uh, you know, like the founders and, and the team and, and the entire idea of what they're building because there are very few genuine founders who constantly, you know, keep on providing value to the holders. I mean, how many projects are there where you have to keep sort of questioning the the possibility of exiting the project because it will keep delivering more and more value to you. So, you know, exiting it doesn't really make sense. And Jelly Rascals is definitely one of them. I mean, all three of their collections, you know, Gambles and, and the Rascals and the Dogs, I believe it, it, it's a, it, you need to have some form of exposure to this ecosystem. And it, it's an extremely unbiased take because, I mean, look at everything that they are doing, dude. Like, how many projects can really say they are doing as many things as they are? So, easy, that, that's why, I mean, I had to sort of come back to this baby 
because it only makes sense to you know uh, respect the uh, probably one of the best teams in the ecosystem so yeah the, those were my thoughts and and i also can't wait to sort of try their new sort of like a uh, lotto system or the gambles and the spins and everything that's coming up i think it's going to be absolutely fantastic and i hope i do get a rolex or something uh, yeah yeah uh, i'm excited for it too it's a net new revenue generating stream of course there's a lot of options on ways that they're going to continue to roll things out from that perspective it makes me interested to see the longevity of what happens with that project um it seems like carlos is clearly taking something that was originally a rug derugged it and is now doing everything he can to continue to add value to the holder base can you explain a little about these jelly esport rooms though because i haven't been able to figure those out uh i have like uh, to be very honest i'll i i might not be the best person to to explain you the gambles because i i yeah it won't make sense for me to do that but i believe running man might be able to do that better but from what i heard today from carlos is the fact that you know the uh, rascals itself will be getting the the revenue from all the spins and everything that that's going to happen so that's an added bonus which was not originally planned i assume so that is one more thing i mean that there's another sort of form of revenue for the holders so yeah i'm i'm honestly excited yeah i like it a lot i'm curious though running man do you have a take on that you also have been actively trading making some good trades i also saw your tweet noting a one soul challenge i'm eager to follow along what's going on my friend how are you How's it going? Easy. All right. I mean, um, just going on to the. I mean, I've been I've been talking about you know Jelly Rascals in spaces. You know, when we've been talking about like future possible blue chips for like you know probably months now. I mean, I, I, I was. I mean, like they're starting. They've got the old poker vibe going on. But I mean, Manny like mentioned it to me that they took over a project called um, I've got it up here, Sumptuous Stallions, and then obviously they've got the Jelly Dogs as well. Now, if you look at like photo finish. And you look at Doge Track, and then you look at like the gambling meta that I'm trying to come into, and you know, like obviously already involved in, and then the old esports. You can say that them maybe they might be going down the road of um, virtual horse racing and virtual dog racing as well. Um, that's just pure speculation, but you can just see the type of scope on this project, and the, the, you know the, the sort of path that I'm going. This, this project's not going anywhere, um, and being being part of an older in the core collection. Is definitely going to be a value, you know. I mean, like you know, I ain't going to foot okay bears, but if you if you're trying to compare the two projects, you know, this is the sort of project you want to be holding, in my opinion, compared to like you know these brand plays. Um, so yeah, um, one sole challenge. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do this. Um, it's probably going to help. You know, I'm trying to help like people just coming into the space and people just starting that trade. You know, and you know, we've been doing it in the nifty as well. I was talking about in um, the in Bodega Buddy's voice chat earlier, just you know about how to like sort of like grow from nothing, bankroll wise. With and, and obviously like being a one sole challenge, zero tools as well. I'm going to be starting that with, so we're going to have to start getting creative on how we get you know the tools to trade. How we try and make the place to start off, and we're going to grow it up over about three months. Hopefully, I can get through the range of like starting really low. And the considerations there, and then going through the different ranges, and then starting to like add in short term, medium term, and long term holds with that, and to, sort of time horizons, and when you should be bringing them in on a bankroll. Because I don't think bankroll management and like you know portfolio management's like really been covered. So yeah, I'm not promoting myself because it's going to be like a value add for like you know um, people in the Nifty Discord as well. Because um, we're going to be running this every day, and you know just talking about it. Um, so yeah, trading wise, I mean. Um, got a couple of utility plays i'm just actively at the moment i'm in position on them and they look fairly stable from where i bought them from i'm just monitoring them at the moment um, because i mean volume is down and you know that you know it, it ain't it's definitely mint in print season but i'm just monitoring i don't really want to you know floor these positions i'm in quite nicely and it's fairly stable where i am above um so i'm just trying to keep in them until until we get a until i get a cut list i've already had a little one with a certain utility play this morning that's moved up about 50 percent so um i'm just trying to keep in them positions and just see if they're gonna basically outrun the market basically um i'm you know pretty okay at the moment so yeah it's basically been what i've been doing all day basically <laughs> no i like i like to call out in consideration there a lot i'm excited to see how you go from no tools to tools and everything else that that's going to kind of shape up for i guess i'm i am curious though you 
mention a lot of playing into these plays that are you re- almost always early, my friend. It's impressive. But I'm curious, like, are you frequent in other discords? Where are you sourcing information? What's that process no. kind of look like? Basically, I mean, basically, is I mean, I'm just really my my main focus is around plays of the last 14 to 21 days. Not really interested, you know, that sort of, sort of time horizon from mint to when projects start incorporating some sort of utility um, in that roadmap. Um, if you look, if you look at how they trade out the gate, and then what, what like how traders trade them, and how, how the price reacts, you can get in these positions. You know, I'm looking for an obvious extension on a dump, basically. As I've mentioned before, there's a lot of traders and buyers in this space that need to get that, that seem to fucking want to get liquid. You know, at any cost, at some point, certain points in a in a project's um, you know, early early time horizon. If and and those are the sort of situations I, I like to. I think if you can get in low and with rarity, you can sort of accumulate much more aggressively. Um, you know, at that sort of level, um, because you know your downside. You know, you're probably at the bottom of the downside basically. And then, and you know, as soon as you get a, you know, sort of like, you know, a recovery slightly, you're in a solid position where you can actually like let this utility come into play and let it ride. And it leads to some, you know, some nice plays. You know, I mean, I'm Yokai. Yokai was like at 0.5, 0.6. I probably made about 60, 70 sol off it, you know, out of Yokai when that pumped. Um, I was never really at risk on the capital side of where I bought in. Um, so, yeah, there's been numerous others like, but, but I like to like concentrate on the last 14, 21 days. Also, as well, if you trade full time and you trade regular, also getting in the position of like arranging your Discord properly. So, you know, we've had the mints for today. They go into a certain area, um, you know, and then t- tomorrow's mints will go above that in a certain category and above that. And we'll have like a 14 to 21 day rotation on Discords just to keep up to date with where each project is in the last 14 to 21 days. Because that's basically. You know, the last 21 to 14 days is where all the volumes pretty much concentrated in the Solana network, apart from the ones that, you know, just wake up and spring to life from either being pumped or, you know, out of nowhere. That's usually on insider tra- tra- you know, information. I, I can't be, you know, I don't want to be going into the realms of, like, trying to, like, seek that sort of advice. So what we're trying to do is remain active on the last 14 to 21 days and under um, projects as a, as a, like, you know, as a priority, basically. So, yeah. Keep up to date with them. Keep up the comings and going. You can get some entries, nice entries and nice plays in all of them at certain time, at certain time points is what I'd say. No, I like the advice there and just kind of the way that you manage the market. I'm always extremely interested to hear more about it because you do such a good job with it all. I am going to be tailing along and keeping a close eye on the One Soul Challenge. I think it's an awesome idea. I love the mention of not utilizing tools until you really get to that place where you can buy those and quite literally start from a very small bankroll in this current market, $30, $33. And just showing the the possibilities of it all. So I'm excited to tail along on that and see what's going on. I do want to pass it over to Tom, though. You've had your hand up for a little bit. Tom, what's going on? Yeah, it's actually perfect timing because I was going to mention a little bit of that, too. I'm super excited for Running Man stuff. Um, like I said, being able to do it publicly like that, too, I think it's just going to be really educational for a lot of people, even experienced traders, just to see a different angle on someone who's been successful. Um, I'm definitely going to keep up on it. I can learn a lot from them too. Um, I was just going to mention, you know, as far as like tools go, when you do get to that point, you know, patches is a great one today. I just have been kind of throwing soul into a side wallet and kind of doing this privately where I'm just looking at just purely trading off metrics and seeing what happens. And the metrics on patches today were really, really good. Um, You can kind of see, you know, you can do it on ME too. You can kind of see, like, gauge the listings, look at how many sales there are, how strong the volume is, that sort of stuff. Um, And you can make little 0.1.2 swing trades just to kind of learn more about how, you know, this stuff reacts when you're, when to take a stop loss, when not to, I think is like the biggest thing I try to help people with is like, when do you cut your losses? You know, and, and that is something that I use tools for a ton. What is going on? It's Man, spaces are messing with me today, bro. But I was just saying, I think the stop loss in general is probably one of the most undervalued things in the space. And I think that more people can leverage it in a better capacity. Any liquidity is better than no liquidity. Uh, and when things are going to zero or trending that way, usually a better decision to get out of that play. But JS, what's happening? Yeah, speaking about tools and stuff, um, as somebody who honestly doesn't use tools that much, like I know you and Running Man are a big fan of Soloist and um, I think there are a lot of free tools that maybe aren't as good, but do a pretty good job of getting you where you want to be in terms of, let's say, you're like evaluating volume or want to see a chart or you want to buy very quickly. 
Um, you know, I've been using Tensor a lot recently, especially when you're buying like with size, it makes life a lot easier because you can aggregate on multiple wall on multiple marketplaces and just kind of sweep that. Um, and then I was going to kind of change the direction of the conversation to, um, I know we had this conversation yesterday with pre-sale and pre-paying and stuff like that. And, you know, Flaskies today, um, they just cut their supply, I think. And I was surprised that their mint didn't do well. Um, I think the art's good, but I think people are already showing a dislike to this type of pre-sale meta. And I don't think it'll continue for much longer. It is looking like a lot of this pre-sale meta is coming to, I don't know if it's an abrupt end here, but it seems like there's already some distaste. Uh, and when the price is under what you paid for it, even on a pre-sale with a discount, people are starting to get frustrated. Flaskies did just successfully mint out at the moment. Uh, they cut supply, I believe, to 6K. So that's interesting. I think this was the first Trust Labs project that has not minted out. So kind of interesting to see the market. I still feel like there's a lot of mint fatigue going on. We've had a bunch of projects in the last two, three weeks that have done very well for like a mild mint and print season. And it seems like people may just be getting a little bit tired here when it comes to buying everything that hits the market and seeing where stuff kind of trades and moves. So I'm more interested to see longevity of stuff, plays that seem like they have utility day one. Uh, looking at Flaskies, it seems like it's more of a storyline play. I'm not sure if people have some more insight on it, but Frisk, what's going on? I want to flood anyone's bags yesterday, but I'll be the one to say it. I don't know if it's just like me who's like really traumatized from back in like February, March. I don't buy anything that looks like Doodles art. Like, I just don't think that like you're going to be able to compete with Doodles in regards to like the cute aspect there. And the moment I looked at Flaskies, I'm just like, all right, yeah, I get it. Like, th that that's where this is going. So from an art standpoint, that was just like my, an immediate turnoff for me as well. Um, maybe I, I have not done any research on the project, so I, I apologize if maybe there's more to hear that I don't understand or that I haven't seen, but the art just right off the bat, I just, I don't, I was not connecting with it. And I, I think that it's very easy when you have these kinds of bright, colorful things that just like, it's very easy to let go of as time goes on. They're just really eye-catching at first. And like, someone did a study on this a while ago about like the, like the vibrant NFT art stuff. And I read it and I was like, holy crap, I'm never buying another one of these things again. Like if it looks like doodles, I'm out. I don't know what I'm it, curious like, what that just, study was. If you can share some light on it, uh, it was some sociological thing about like how your like it's it's very easy to draw you in and like a ton of the rugs that happened back on ETH in like February and March were all the same art style. They were all the same very vibrant colors, the very same doodle esque style, and so it's because your brain recognizes the brighter colors and it'll be attracted to those more. And due to that being paired with the the success of doodles, ended up going a long way. And we saw a repeat of that with the left-facing or right-facing half-faced NFTs with Azuki. Obviously, we could just say, oh, well, that's just a meta. But the difference with those two is that they're not only recognizable metas in regards to a visual standpoint, like much, most of this market is just like from a visual standpoint. But especially on the doodle side of things, the colors are very attractive and they're very easy to, I guess, fixate on. And so the moment you see those things, your mind will like initially just go to it and it'll... I wish I had the right words to explain it, but I think I'm making my point here. Um, but yeah, like the really bright colored art stuff I, I is almost usually a red flag for me um, just because I think it's been done so many times and very few people can actually get it right. So for me, at least, I don't know. I, what do we have in Solana that would you guys would say is like the doodles of Solana? I, I couldn't think off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know if we have said doodles of Solana to be honest with you, it's it's also like I try to think like what is the major value add of doodles, to be honest with you here, besides like cute art and <laughs> you know, like I just think about this, they've just dropped more NFTs. And maybe I'm just biased because I've had some uh some beef with doodles, but all in all, like they've done some like statues, I guess, and some like redeemable stuff, but I really don't know what makes people so excited to put eight, nine ETH into a doodle. I do want to pass it over to Manny. Manny, are you derugged? Are you back? What's good? Microphone check. Oh, beautiful, live, beautiful, beautiful. live from the Lego dimension. Dude, we were talking about Jelly Rascals. I found some fucking ponies, dude. I am true to my cowboy nature, and I am part of the pony gang, dude. And if you got a message about the ponies, you know what we're talking about. So I'll tell you guys the name a little bit later. But, <laughs> dude, super, <laughs> yes, dude, just super happy to be here. Uh, man, dude, I, the mint fatigue is super real. I don't want to buy anything. I don't want to look at anything. I just, I want to sit liquid. I think I just need to take a break. 
from like flipping stuff, but I'm addicted. So I don't think I can. Um, but yeah, overall dude, major flowers are running, man. I'm going to be watching that shit and copy trading all of it. And I think like just utilizing some of the free tools like hello moon and NFT inspect are some of like the freest ones that you can use that don't cost anything that give you a ton of insight into a lot of everything. So yeah, just happy to keep the conversation going. Well, running man, I guess I do want to circle back for you some of the other hands. Since you're not using tools, are you going to be using things like Tensor and some of those other free-to-use tools? So Sniper. I have got an ace up my sleeve because I because okay. prior to but I mean I will prior to this this like obviously I thought you know I've got to use some you know I've got to use some tools, but Soul Sniper has been thinking about redoing their terminal, so I've actively got Maz to redo that terminal um so that's going to be free to everybody to use so it does count as a free tool and because it's going to be available but i have i have i have overhauled it in advance <laughs> um they, they've been working on their infrastructure at soul sniper and it's up there i think um also as well on that free ui you know like how we work off i'm, I'm obviously i'm not promoting soul sniper but i will be using it as a free tool um it's gonna have three ladders so we can work off two or three buying ladders if we want to as opposed to one, which I think will be interesting as well, because I've specifically asked for that um, to run two ladders at the same time, as well as a sales ladder. So that'll be interesting to use. Yeah, I actually had a call this morning with Maz at like 8 a.m. Eastern times, uh, so like 5 a.m. his time. That dude does not sleep. Absolute sicko. Uh, they did also just push an update to their buy order, bid order, whatever it is, to get into slot zero. For those that are unfamiliar with what that means, it means that on the blockchain for Solana, it's a first come, first serve chain. So be, by getting into slot zero, it's now competing with every other sniper that's as quick as possible. So they're continuing to do some infrastructure updates. I'm excited to try it out too. May have to start up a five-soul challenge myself uh, just to have some fun with it, especially in this like kind of dull market. I'm just not enjoying minting stuff right now. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm eager for Utes to finally reveal. Maybe that's the catalyst we need to get some liquidity going. Those are up to 140 again. So they're flying. Clearly, people are still buying in some size. Chris, do you have something there? Yeah, um, real quick. Someone uh, mentioned to me today that today actually marks one day of Utes Mint. I, it just hit me that it's been that long, so I just wanted to like let that set in with everyone. One day? Uh, one one month. Did I say one day? My bad. One, one month, month since since Utes minted uh, from like today. Do you know when um, you know when Elrond speaks to Gandalf and he talks about the battle that was three thousand years ago and he was there? That's how I feel about the um, Utes Mint. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like Elrond. Um, but I, I mean. Just talking about Utes being a catalyst, I mean, we have saw the conversion from 550 dust up to 142 sol. That was the liquidity coming back into the market. Does this reveal, do you think, plough that liquidity back into the market? Um, it's already been done, in my opinion. Is that the catalyst? Um, so I'm not, I'm not so sure it will be, um, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah. No, but I like that take. It's tough to really determine what and where a catalyst may be. It just seems like things are somewhat stalling. It's tough right now, but I do want to pass it over to Sweeper. Sweeper, what's going on? All yeah, right. no, I'm thinking the same thing, man. It's sorry, sorry for the little delay there, but uh, yeah, it's stalling. It's it's it sucks. Like you know, we had these pump and dump artists from uh, ETH come over. They you know did well. I think they got a good bit of money out, and good for them. And people were able to follow them. Now you see that some projects like pump and dumping another collection which is just out of this world that's insane it like you're not supposed you i know founders do that like it looks like the board ape guys did it with that you know eth project but i know solana founders do that i've you know seen it happen but you don't do it from like your like home page like of your project it's just wild i don't know what's going on i think we're i i think the liquidity is leaving it sucks like how do what's the next catalyst? Hopefully, you just reveal tomorrow and or what at the eighth, and we just pump to the hollow again because this is man, I, I haven't gotten out of my positions enough yet. So, like, I need another pump. I mean, we have uh Las Vegas next week, so hopefully, my my squirrels can get to like a hundred and uh, you know, we can get out of this. Like, you know, I have so many open positions, it's it's a bit much if we go back down, you know, like, cause we have a lot of these floors are up, like squirrels are up at 18. You know, if we have a, you know, a sell off due to low volume, you could easily see the sub 10 again. And, uh, 
same thing with like a non-club, all that. Like, and you know, even D gods got down to what, like 300, 330. And it pumped up to what, what 400. I don't know if they're right now, but I, everyone thought that we we're going to get a reveal this weekend. I think if we don't get a reveal. We might be in trouble uh, with, uh, you know, Volume. I kind of agree with you there, man. Everybody seems like we're getting this reveal on Saturday. And if we don't, I'm definitely a little bit nervous myself. Um, I'm hopeful for it. Very, very hopeful. But uh, I want to pass it down to Got Bounce. Got Bounce, what's happening? Hey, Easy. How you doing? Uh, thanks for having me up. I know you already know what I'm going to ask you. So here it is. When are you going to let me prepay for my bodega buddy? We're not doing a prepay. I'm done with those damn things. You're not getting it. I'm sorry. I'm over prepays. I hate them. Well, I'm tired of them. I guess I can. I They're can dumb. Ser- I want no part of them. I, I can certainly understand your your in there, uh, but I will say, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit disappointed with with these flaskies. I thought they were going to be my next moon bag, um, but you know, it is what it is. You take your wins, you take your losses. Uh, not necessarily a loss. It's still technically above what I paid a minute. So uh, maybe four of these things here pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, hey, the market's not pretty at the moment. It seems like today's a relatively red day, no matter what's hitting the market here. But I want to pass it over to David. David, what's going on? Yeah, the thing that's crazy about these like pre-mint, pre-pay kind of things is it's just the same thing as we went all crazy about uh, when it was revealed that like that giveaway accounts and influencers were getting like 400 whitelists for, uh, for something. And we used to freak out about it, and then we just rebranded it as uh, – pre-mint right and now it's like oh it's a sophisticated thing right it's pre-mint um i've really been sketched out from the beginning to mint anything that's pre-mint because it really feels like i'm the exit liquidity right there's no transparency in terms of like how many who got how many what price if they get it in uh what kind of lockup there is um all those kind of things and it really threw me off with flaskies too because generally when you see a mint that's gone over 50 percent in the first couple of hours uh it's pretty you're pretty confident that it's going to mint out pretty quickly uh, but it just kind of stalled and I minted a ton. And I thought, okay, we're good to go. Um, but then I realized like too late, oh shoot, this, there was probably a pre-mint here. So it's kind of like a, a skewed perception of, of what percent has, has actually been minted. Um, my strategy these days, running man mentioned that there's always people that want to sell at whatever price, right? There's people that are impatient. They want to get out now. They want to get in now. So my strategy has actually been going to like legacy projects that have existed for a long time. Maybe some of them have gotten quiet and I throw in like, 30% discount bids into like all of them, like the, the bottom 30 NFTs. And you'd be surprised how many people accept these offers. So that's really been my strategy right now. Sometimes I'll just flip it right away. But a lot of these I'm actually trying to accumulate. I think bids are seriously, seriously undervalued. Um, I don't participate a ton in them and I want to start a lot more. I like that idea a lot too, especially with like AMMs and other stuff. There's options to get that instant liquidity and even find arbitrage opportunities in like a 30 to 40% excuse me, 30 to 40% range. And I think that there's a lot more movement there. I know Tensor has like a mass bid option. You've got buy orders on Sniper. There's a bunch of ways to kind of drive that. The tough thing is like, I do want a marketplace to allow for bids. And if it's filled, your bid wallet does not have to have enough for every bid you place. Because that is the one frustrating thing. Like on OpenSea, you can place 100 bids. And if one gets filled, the others are canceled. So I think we're still kind of early on the bid alpha and like what happens with that. But JS, what's going on? Yeah, speaking of David's point, as somebody who's sold at 70% recently because I wanted to get out of so much shit, um, I think it'll it'll work. My one concern with that is I don't want so much soul exposure. And then when you keep bids, you know, for these, uh, you know, these projects that they keep it in, in the Magic Eden wallet and then, you know, you have X amount that you're risking. So I think in this market, for me, it's not something I participate in, but I think if you're good with having soul exposure, you know, relatively high compared to your portfolio and you want to throw out a bunch of bids, then it makes sense. Um, back to the pre-sale thing. Yeah, I think pre-sale, I mean, pre-sale is not fine. I think pre-pay is fine as long as you're transparent of how much was pre- pre-paid. Um, because I think, I think it actually helps because some of these mids, right, they're at like 2 or 3 p.m. EST. You know, if somebody across the world wants to mint this, mint this stuff, it's like 4 a.m. for them or something. Like, it just, I think increasing accessibility is not a bad thing. We just have to be transparent about how we go about it. 
No, I like that call out too. That's just the tough part though, is we don't have that transparency. We don't know what the lockup period is. There's a lot of uncertainties with it and we don't really know what's going on with those. So it leaves a lot of room for speculation and the likelihood that people who get those pre-sale allocations dump if the floor price is high is pretty high. And you see that immediately happen in secondary. Like Anthros today was at two sold. The airdrops went out and it's now sitting at one, two. Flaskies, the airdrops are going out now and we're actively seeing the floor price drop. But I want to pass it over to Tom. Tom, what's going on? Yeah, I, uh, I think the pre-sale thing, I get the idea behind it. And I, I think, you know, just like when we were talking about AMMs uh, last week, it, it's one of those things where I think it's a foundation. It's a building block to like what could come in the future. I think we're really far away from, from what it'll turn into. Um, there needs to be some middle ground between either pre-sale or over-allocated whitelist. Like these these projects that are under the radar need a way for some sort of like 50% mint out, um, you know, ones that aren't like trust labs, even though they had their issues today, I think, you know, a solo project that's trying to build something, um, they need to have some income from that mint to begin with, if they're truly going to build. Uh, and I understand the community has their reservations about certain things like this, but I think we're far away from, from what it's going to turn into. Cause obviously, like you said, I'm kind of over it too. I think it's proven that the way we're doing it now is not working. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think there's going to be some more creative ideas that come from web two and, and different like seed funding ideas that will be something that outside of web three, we probably would have never been able to do for like a, a startup company that we'll probably start seeing in NFTs. I just think too, we need more projects that have something live day one or immediately after mid just to show that they've had like they have some skin in the game almost, you know what I mean? And that's the tough part for me is right now we're seeing a lot of projects using these funds to build something after the fact. And that slow run-up is what is almost like a delay in the market. I know Running Man's got some strong opinions on that, so I want to pass it over to him. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say exactly the same, Easy. Um, I mean, you, you, I think you look at IBC and the meta that they've started with AMAs, it's all got a very, it's all got a bit financial and it's all got a bit serious. And I think the magic out of the system has been lost and I think it's the magic you need to inject the volume at the end of the day we, you know this this system's you know you know we're all degens we all like flipping and a, and a strong PFP project with the magic behind it that it's the ground running out the gate instead of having this you know well, I mean you look at critical they released those like animated videos and that you know the mint was a bit of a screw and the, the, but the hype behind it of just those animated videos and then obviously you know they've got this downtime now um I mean I know them at 28. But you know the mad. If if you can just get you know a decent PFP project, could start the meta again. But at the moment, you look at um all the projects that I'm launching, you know, and it all seems very like financial. You got loans, we got AMAs, we got like you know, and it's not going to capture the imagination of the recre of the recreational boy that's coming in um to this system. In my opinion, it's just going to you know obviously it's it's, it's an interest to traders. But to, I think to get the magic back, you had it, and it, you know it's sort of like it's died down. And I think it'll, you know, they'll, they'll start, you know, it'll get some more when it, you know. But it's not going to affect like the money that's already in the system there. To, I think to bring new money in, it just needs a PFP project to take over. I mean, maybe even the man to do it. I don't know. Um, so, but uh, um, it just, I think, you know, there's nothing like a good PFP project to um, re, re, regain the volume back in the system, in my opinion. No, and I do agree. I think there's a lot of things that have started to get lost in like the just frequent mints. It just seems like people are tired. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like people are tired of the same thing day in and day out. And until we get some catalyst, and I said it today, like we need a catalyst. Just because right now it's it just seems like we're just repeating the same process, and that doesn't seem like a recipe for success. I did want to pass it over to Manny, who just DM me something, and I'll hit a few of these other hands. Manny, what's going on? Yeah. So um, speaking of like pre-sales and all of that, it looks like uh, what's it called? Sharky Fi, sorry folks, we made a mistake. One of our engineers uh, pushed the wrong button for 25 users and they released 20% of the lock supply. So it's one of those things that like, yeah, the pre-sale is great, but you also have to hold the team accountable to staying to those staking windows. Like personally for me, this would be a great buy the FUD moment, right? Like everyone's going to be like, oh my God, how'd you do this? Like, why did you do that? And the floor price goes down and I'll probably start looking to buy around five and then probably dumped it at 12. But that was the biggest thing that I was looking at there. And I had another point, but it just left as I was talking about the Sharky Fi thing. But if it comes back, I'll, I'll raise my hand. No, awesome. And that is uh, one of the situations. Like they accidentally unlocked 25% of the lock supply. And now it's like an honor system not to list it. The likelihood that people don't list that is so slim that it's, uh, 
It's not even funny. I think we're just going to see those hit the market and just absolutely dump. I'll be looking there as well, see if we can get a, a nice little buy the dip opportunity. So I'll be keeping an eye on that project here moving forward. But man, did the uh, thought come back to you? It did, dude. These these soul boners, dude. Like, what are they? Like, nobody knows. They tweet one thing. They're at one. They jump to two. They airdrop me some golden bone. It's at three. I should have sold it. Now it's at point six. Like, I'm like intrigued by the allure, but the more it, the longer it goes on without them saying anything, the more I think it's a rug. So I'm like, man, I should just get out now. But I have too many rares to like justify getting out at this floor. But man, that's just I floored those golden bones the second they hit my wallet for one five each, and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I want no part of this. As soon as I found out there was no C three tie, nothing playing into rifters, I was all set. So I sprinted for the exit, got a three soul out of it, and kept it pushing. Wanted to pass it over to Sego. Sego, what's going on? Yo, what's up? Um, yeah, I feel you, Manny. Uh, uh, I literally have a notebook as I get ideas because so many things get tossed around, and I'm like, oh fuck, I have an idea on that, and then I like it's gone if I uh, if I get distracted. My my attention span is like dog shit these days. Um, but yeah, uh, really quick um, collection bids. I mean, I think that's uh, to what easiest talking about earlier. Like that's something I've been trying to utilize a lot more. Um, I think Tensor has a really good feature, right? You don't need um, to have a ton of soul to place, you know, different bids across one collection. You can just kind of um, set collection bids, which is nice, and, and you get stuff on the cheap. Um, and you can even scale down your bids, right? So if you want to buy it, I guess catch the knife as it's going down, right? You can you can set, you know, three buys, one soul apart as, as the floor price drops. Um, if you're, you know, uh, trying to, if you're really confident in the project. Um, so it's something that I think, you know, people might start utilizing more. Um, uh, I guess, I mean, you guys are talking about like a PFP project to really reignite like energy. I mean, I think I'm biased, right? I have my PFPs are critical, but like those things have been, I mean, they're pushing 28 right now. They've done 160 K volume. Um, I mean, they're like, this kind of similar to how they're mint just kind of uh, took a lot of people by surprise in their initial run up. I think they're still kind of flying under the radar. Um, and they're taking a lot of like the ecosystem, uh, by not storm, but like, I don't know, like gentle wind or breeze. Uh, and then I, uh, you know, maybe I do feel the sentiment about, um, the, uh, like fatigue. That's why I've been kind of just like, uh, you know, doubling down in, in the critical group chats that I'm in. Um, but I do think, you know, Vegas, maybe it might be, that might be what we've been missing. Right. Like I think, you know, maybe I'll see easy next week, get on a craps table, triple quadruple the money. And then, you know, Vegas might, that might be what we're missing. I think a lot of liquidity is definitely not going to leave the ecosystem. I think it might come back in. So, you know, yeah, if my Twitter is deleted next week, it's because I lost it all in Vegas. So just an early heads up there, no promises, but uh, if all of a sudden the dog is no longer on the timeline, you now know why. I want to pass it over to Sweeper. Sweeper, what's happening? Yeah, this, you know, accidentally I did something. It's like, you, you know, accidentally fell and tripped and you know what? So, like, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, like, I don't know, maybe ZK accidentally asked the, the engineer to, <laughs> um, to let them sell. There's just no shot. This is a big joke. Um, but I think it's a decent project. I, I use Sharkify. It's great. Uh, I, you know, that I, I myself, if I'm going to do a pre-sale, if I can't get a hundred percent of it within like five, seven days, and I don't at least get a half immediately. There's just no shot. I mean, you're buying JPEGs at the end of the day and you're going to pre-sell, give it to some, a non-team, you know, just, I assume everyone's thinking the same way. I I'm thinking one team, you know, is saying they want 12 weeks for the pre-sale, like, um, you know, it's going to be distributed over 12 weeks. That's insane. Solana could go to like $5 in that 12-week period and it'd just be useless or it could go to $100 and then the price would go down as well, the NFT. I think people, we just got to use our head here and just, you know, think about like, what would you want to do with these pre-sales if, you know, when if you are investing in a um, NFT just, you know, got to gotta account for the pre-sale. Uh, it's uh, almost six. I thought we should talk about some alpha. The Honeyland B is the, like, most underrated project, gaming project on Solana uh, that I do have bags in. So, you know, it is what it is. Sweeper's going to sweep. They are doing well. Like, they minted 2.5. They had all their, you know, mints or whatever. 
they're sitting at a seven full soul floor right now in this like bear market. So I think uh, if you're into gaming, you might want to check it out. And you know how we had the Rifters? They had a reveal. They had ugly art. These guys are like you gotta you gotta incubate your egg, and at some point you get you get all these points. And at some point we're gonna have the egg reveal. And it's I've just been looking at one NFT for the egg, like the the bees. And one for like the queen bee egg, and that's it. So I mean, these gaming NFTs that say it's not about the art, maybe just take a uh, page out of their playbook and do that instead of, you know, coming with some piss poor art. I got to do more research on the Honeyland project itself. It seems like there is a lot of interest. I've been seeing them on a bunch of uh, analytics tools, gaining leverage and kind of some more volume here over the last few days. Sweeper, is it a game? Like that's the thing I didn't fully understand because I thought the Honeyland play was a finance play. They had some type of financial. Term. No, that's. That's another uh, project called Honey, um, Honey Bees or something. Honey. That's Honey Genesis Bee is like the financial tool. Honeyland um, Genesis is the gaming NFT gaming company's NFT, and they have Honeyland Land, which is their land in their uh, gaming, you know, metaverse. So it's it's they're a gaming company, and I think they've raised a couple million dollars. I sold Big Brains, one of their investors. They, they're all their mints are through fractal. So, you know, they got Justin on it. They're pretty well connected, but it is a game. I think they, if you listen to these guys, like I, I never go into discourse. I went to their discord for their mint and listen to like the guys that are really drinking the Kool-Aid. They really think that this, these bees in the land are going to give them financial freedom and that they are going to be like, it could be like an Axie infinity type play for Solana. That's how like, you know, into it they are. And I think anyone who hasn't done a little research, maybe look into it and read about it. I minted a bunch and I got some rares and I sold it back to the team. And I made, I'm like instant profit. Can't lose any money on it. So I'm going to hold it for a bit. It's interesting. I think uh, gaming NFTs usually don't do well. This is like the one of them that's like held a decent floor. And like they did a, uh, you know, paper hand bitch tax whatever if you don't if uh it goes below the floor of when they minted for 40 days it would buy it back so they you know gave you some sort of guarantee i'm not too mad about that to be honest i did bring manny up so i want to hear from manny manny what's going on yeah what's up i was going to touch on the pre-sale stuff like to think i'm pretty qualified there um the the one that's doing it right and how we're going to start doing it now is say what you want about the actual project. I have my reservations as well, but it's the Rifters project, right? So if you see how we actually did on-chain vesting for them, it's a lot different than what you saw with Sharky, which, by the way, I'm sorry for those that you know got affected by that. Um, they used our protocol, but they didn't tell us they were using this. So funny, they made a mistake there. Um yeah, so how we're, how we're vesting here, which is fully on-chain um, with Rifters, is a vesting schedule. So like it, whatever the schedule is over time, it'll start unlocking. But we actually created a page for them, which is open to the public, where you can see all the NFTs that are staked and by who, uh, sorry, that are vested, and by who and, for, and at what time they get unlocked. So this is much more transparent where everyone can see this and you have a better idea of when these things get unlocked for the future. See, and I think that's the best way to actually do it. On-chain, there is transparency, and that's the reason a lot of people are into blockchain in general, is the level of transparency you get, being able to monitor that and see and view what's going on with it. So I think more projects should be leveraging that functionality. It's wild to hear SharkyFi was using it, and still somehow, some way, a person hit the big red button that says, do not press. But hey, can't be too mad, I guess. Uh, I'm watching the price action now. They are taking a hit. Clearly, some people are dumping it. But I wanted to pass it over to uh, Andrew. Andrew, what's going on? Yo, uh... Yeah, if we're talking about alpha, I'll be real. Looking at the market, it looks ugly every day. Like, I actually dread to think what would happen to this market if fucking uh, soul and everything starts crashing again. Like, people are going to get caught in such a liquid positions. And I feel like people are really over a fucking... Uh, risk management is kind of going out the window with the Las Vegas coming up and Utes and whatnot. And I think a lot of people are trying to stack up overly but i just think we're, we're 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 in the midst of a bit of a car crash if i'm being honest I, I still think some projects look i mean jelly rascals look really strong at a minute uh liberty square still looks strong i think youth look surprisingly strong so i think a lot is going to debate a lot is resting on how well youth is going to go with there when they reveal but yeah I, i've got to be honest i feel like if we hear any bad news and the nasdaq starts crashing 
I think NFTs are going to get absolutely whammed. Yeah, I mean, the macro has not gotten any better over the last few weeks. If anything, it's only gotten worse. Uh, so that's something I've been closely watching as well. I'm curious to see where it goes longer term. And I think that you're, you're spot on. Like if the market starts selling off and sold dips under 30, we're going to see a lot of people run for the exit. And I'm a little nervous. I can't lie. So kind of keeping an eye on that too. I like that Tadeep mentioned earlier at the start of the show that he went into stables. I think that there's not a bad move to do, honestly. But uh, I'm eager to see kind of whatever we can get for a catalyst. Because, man, right now it's it's ugly. Like, today's one of the uglier days. It wouldn't shock me if volume dipped towards 75K or even lower. But I guess only time will tell. Frisk, what's going on? Uh, I'm with Deep on this. I'm, I, I, I just converted to about, like, 80 90% stables. Um, I kind of feel like I'm still on the bottom here, but I also feel like it could get uglier as well, too. I don't know. It, it's going to go up or it's going to go down. I, I don't know. Anyways. Not alpha, but I had to ask. Holy fuck. Um, anyone who's looking at the 24-hour page on Magic Eden right now, there is this collection called uh, Ahegao Sugar. Uh, it's currently done 3,000 soul in volume. Um, Do you it, think it's wash-traded, bro? That thing picked up this morning, and I, like, who the hell's buying this? Easy. It was 10 soul when your space started. It's now 5 soul. <laughs> like, like, like I, oh. I, I've never heard of this once. This art is as lewd as it is uh, ridiculous. Um, the anime lover in me is here for it. The trader in me thinks it's disgusting, uh, and I don't know what to think. But I, it just it it stood out to me, and I had to bring it up because this is this is hilarious, bro. I saw those, and I'm like, what the hell is going on with these? Someone's buying them because I've seen the sales bot on Twitter that only marks like over ten soul sales have like a couple fifteen soul sales on this thing. So what the hell is going on with it? I need to figure out because I'm lost. Uh, I'm not going to buy one. I'm a little bit like rattled about it. But shit, it's certainly a project. That's for damn sure. The Deep, what's happening? Hey, easy. First of all, someone swept the floor on Waku Land. So kudos to uh, them. Uh, instead of being 93% down, I am back to being 90% down. Uh, actually, 91 uh, so absolutely phenomenal progress in the last five minutes. Um, second of all, Solana Sweeper. Uh, I know how the liquidity is going to come back into the market. Uh, you need to convince all your OK Bears friends to sell them and put all the liquidity into the market, into other projects. Uh, Saigo, uh, NFT conferences generally mark the local top and not the local bottom. So I have no hopes from Vegas. It probably is going to uh, light a dump dumpster fire into the market. Um, speaking about youths, I think it's going to act as a catalyst regardless of what happens. We just need, uh, we just need some kind of news because right now it's stagnant. So even if it goes up, some people might take profits and even if it goes down the scared hands might come into picture and eventually uh, all those people who sell for like a hundred soul or maybe whatever the price goes down to they might think of reinvesting into other projects so i believe that could be a huge catalyst speaking of macro like i said you know the midterm elections coming in i don't really see the overall, you know, like the legacy markets in US, like taking a huge dump because I believe they might want to keep it afloat at least till the midterm elections are over. And once they are over, you know, maybe we can see like the real sort of uh, negative action being boiled down to and it getting absolutely worse. Uh, and Frisk, I always make sense and take uh, good decisions. Uh, my only mistake this entire bull run uh, was not buying enough Liberty and buying uh, more than enough Vaku land. Apart from that, I think I made some phenomenal decisions. I had more to say, but I guess I'll shut up now, Easy. Thanks for the time. No, you're always welcome to speak, Deep. I love your takes on the market. You've had some banger plays, too. You gave a, a couple cap plays that have done very well. I don't want to dive into the 16 different cap plays that exist, but I always value your take on the market. And Mark, what's happening? got to be on six other spaces. Yo, oh, oh, shit. I was actually falling asleep. Someone beside me told me you guys caught me. So, yeah. Uh, fucking, I was going to touch on the, um, the pre-mink. I think it's a good idea because when we're in the Pico bear market, uh, project founders had uh, an option to either not mint out 
or uh, push the mint. So like the pre-mint is a good idea. However, what I don't understand is why a project will raise VC funding, uh, then do a pre-mint and then fucking over-allocate the whitelist. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. At this point, man, anything to guarantee a sellout. I think you're right, though. It's like you do a pre-sale, that sells, and then you immediately sprint to over-allocate the allow list. So it's like, what is the end goal there aside from raise capital as quickly as possible? I think I, it's we keep reiterating it, but it really is just like a matter of time until either pre-mints get resolved and become far more transparent or we just stop those entirely. You know what I mean? So we'll see where it goes for sure. But David, what's happening? Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do think that it's it's possible that we're near the bottom. And now I'm talking macro, uh, and I'm usually the doom and gloom type of person. But when it comes to NFTs, I think the, the nature of NFTs is very different, where whatever's on the front page of Magic Eden, there's always something that's going to be pumping, uh, regardless of whether it's a bear market or a bull market. So I think what you need to do in the NFT space is just spend a little bit more time doing research, because I've been kind of digging deep into projects that minted like six months plus ago. And more and more, I'm finding legitimate project, legitimate teams, legitimate software that is ridiculously undersold to the point where I'm like, this has to be a rug, right? Or there has to be something I don't know. And the more research I do, I just realize that it's just kind of like an attention game where people's attention have just shifted to a new shiny thing. So I do think that there's a ton of opportunities out there at really, really steep discounts. As I mentioned, I'm scooping these up at like 30% discounts from the already discounted floor just by throwing in bids. Also, I do want to clarify that when I say that I'm throwing in bids, I'm not trying to be a market maker. I literally only throw 24-hour bids. So I throw a, a one-day bid and a lot of time it actually gets hit within one day. Um, so there's a lot of paper hands, there's a lot of impatient people. Uh, but I do think this is a time to kind of go around, start shopping for um, things that are uh, super, super oversold and try not to get stuck into all the hype that's on the front page. Uh, David, I don't think AZ was able to hear you. Uh, yeah, he's having connect connection issues, I think. For issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, oh, just going back to what I was saying earlier about um, collections um, pretty much going, like, you know, to the bottom and then getting in. I mean, you know, somebody just mentioned Waku Land, 22,000 volume seven days ago, and it's like fired it all the way down to 0.4. You know, seven days later, it's like woke up, and the bo the bottom's been confirmed um, for a couple of days. So you could have sniped some nice roads there, and it'd be a nice play now. Um, so just an example. I mean, just going. I was going to just go on to pre-sale. I mean, you know, we're at, you know we're at the stage. Yeah, you know, I think Manny mentioned vesting periods. I mean, these projects should be like glad to get minted out. You know what I mean? Not not like you know. Then, then I'm trying to like um like tie consumers up. Not but we've without access to NFT or funds. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Um, it's gonna, it's this is gonna fire that. You know, the, the people are gonna get burnt, and it's gonna fire that. In my opinion, I mean, you know, the projects. It's gonna come to the stage where people and buying pre-sale, and the project's not gonna mint art. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gonna be. There's gonna be this. You know, women. We this isn't mint in print season. There's projects that I'm gonna be struggling. 